Hello, Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for almost 20 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever miss a week. Leading up to now and even going forth, we never, ever miss a week. Hey, quick announcement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah quick announcement i got a quick announcement yeah what's that joe you take the good you take the bad you take them both and there you have the facts of life the facts of life yeah bad news today uh two two pieces of bad news i, I don't know i don't know if if uh i don't know if, if uh if you've ever heard this saying mike lawson the, the saying is there are two deaths there's the time the the last time you 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 breathe, and then the last time that anyone ever says your name, and uh, unfortunately for Charlotte Ray, uh, both those times were today, because we, we're in live on Mixer.com/slash Drag Race Recap, and we are Mike and I are mourning this poor Charlotte Ray, and every little twink and twinkette <laughs> in the chat room has no fucking. We we did a poll. By the way, this is not speculating. We did a poll. One person knew who she was you're it's a bit deceiving though because once they said oh miss garrett from facts of life you know a few more were aware so you can you know <laughs> yeah anyway. um gu- goodbye miss garrett uh, forever in my heart yeah mrs garrett you know what's so funny is my friend uh and you sh- and i didn't believe him actually my friend adam de la pena who i grew up with he there's I I swear I should have I should get him on recording doing his facts of life rant. He does like this brilliant like half hour rant on the facts of life. And part of this rant is the very first episode, the pilot episode of the show. He talks about how and I didn't believe him until I saw it, where um one of the characters is a lesbian, clearly a lesbian. Yeah. They're using coded language, but a lesbian, a little girl lesbian. No. Huh? Oh no, not Joe. Joe's not. Joe doesn't come till season two. This is when they had oh. in season one they had a bunch of different girls. Like it was like a, uh-huh. like a whole school of girls. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and this girl's like a lesbian, right? This is pre-Joe. And um, Mrs. Garrett had, and I did not believe it, Mike Lawson, until I saw it. She has this talk with her where she just tells her not to be a lesbian, and that one day she'll just meet a guy. And that it, all these thoughts that she's having will go away, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like my friend, the, 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 this show is so fucking weird and backwards. Like, um, he talked about the time when like um, Natalie got quote unquote raped. 
Because the, the show wanted to tackle real issues, but the you know the network wouldn't let them. So on the show, first of all, they, they always did the horrible things to Natalie because Blair was super Christian and Nancy McKean wouldn't put up with it. And who knows about Kim Fields, right? So the the poor fat Jewish girl had everything horrible happen to her. So there was an episode where she quote unquote got raped, but it was the, the network wouldn't let her do rape. So she's walking on campus and someone like jumps in front of her <laughs> in the, on like a path, on a dark path. And that was that was the rape episode. They treat it like a rape episode. It's super weird because a guy jumped in front of her in the path. And then there's the one where Natalie has sex. And this episode is so fucking backwards. She has sex with her boyfriend. By the way, they're out of high school already. They're well into college, right? This is not during the high school years. This is like they're 22 years old, right? And she has sex with her boyfriend. And, and the show thinks this is okay. The other girls don't talk to her. They're really mad at her. The show treats her having sex outside of marriage as if it's the worst fucking thing ever in the world. And it's, yeah, the show is so backwards in so many ways. Anyway, hi, Mike Lawson. How are you? Hi, good to uh, talk to you. How are you, actually? How are you doing? Yeah, that, so the, everyone, this is actually what this episode is about. Don't be mistaken by my uh, <laughs> fantastic jokes and laughter that we're yeah, here. Yeah, I will say you were like five-minute episode, Mike, and then like ten minutes <laughs> after your Facts of Life stories. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're like we five. We start this thing. We're five <laughs> minutes in. Yeah, so we're actually we usually tape Monday nights on live on Mixler dot com slash Drag Race Recap. Uh, but we won't be doing that this week, and we won't be doing it for the rest of August. We won't be coming back to Labor Day, and it is for a very specific reason. So we talked about. So I actually don't remember the last episode we were on, Mike. But um, on the last episode, I talked about how I wasn't feeling well, right? Right. But was I feeling? How was I emotionally? I think I was fine emotionally, right? But it was... Well, you had talked about some anxiety stuff that mm-hmm. you thought maybe was causing it. Okay. Well, guys, here's the deal. Is uh, I had probably one of the hardest weeks of my life. You know, I do suffer from uh, depression. I have, by the way, put the chat room away. I can't be distracted by that. Uh, I do suffer from depression. I suffer from anxiety. And as I was telling a friend today, I do suffer from, from hypochondria. And and uh, I mean in a way that, like, I was thinking today about this, about how, you know, a lot of people say they're hypochondriacs because they go, like, I always think I'm having a cold, you know. But when you have real hypochondria like I do, it's a crippling, uh, uh, I don't know what you, affliction, all right? Like, it, it cripples me. Like, I, I literally think I have a terminal disease and that the doctors are lying. Everyone's lying to me and that they're, they're, there's something inside of me killing me. And um, so what happened was, I'll just tell the whole story because I don't know where we were, but Sunday morning, I woke up and I was really nauseated. And so I was just like, I don't know what it is. And I just, I'll just sleep it off, right? And I slept it off. And the night was pretty normal. You know, I woke up. I was like, Ugh. I felt gross from sleeping all day, but uh, I had dinner and what slept and, and whatever. And then Monday, I woke up. And when Monday, I felt great, actually. Monday morning, I felt fantastic. I uh, I uh, had my smoothie. I because I here's the deal: if I if I'm being honest, I felt like this depression was coming on since late June, and I think I talked about that in an episode. But if I'm being more honest, I think I've it's it's been creeping up since April, and so uh, and, and and it's just been getting more and more and more intense. And I think in June, I really felt 
the big brunt of it. And then I thought, okay, I can stave it off by eating healthy and and uh, working out. Uh, and I think I probably did, but uh, it just hit me like a, all I did was delay the inevitable, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. So what happened was Monday I woke up and was uh, uh, completely fine, had a smoothie, went to the gym, starving, that's important, came back, had lunch, and then within a couple hours, I felt awful. I felt awful. Like, I felt awful. Like, I've, like, nauseated, um, my stomach hurt, and I don't remember what I did, but I remember I wasn't going to record. I'd already told Mike, I don't want to do the show tonight. I can't. I feel really sick, but I'd done something. Maybe I took a Xanax, actually. I had that's exactly what I did actually. I remember now. I took a Xanax. I was feeling really anxious. I took a Xanax, and that calmed me down enough to do the show. I was able to do the show. And then Tuesday, I woke up and I made an appointment with I made an appointment with the doctor on Monday, and I went to go see the doctor. And I think I Tuesday I woke up. I had no appetite. Uh, felt nauseated. Felt really anxious. Really depressed. And went to the doctor and was you know talking about how i think there's something wrong with me i think that um you know we, i had i was actually with a doctor for like almost two hours about my heart or do i have cancer or something and um and much of the doctor's credit she goes okay well here's what we're gonna do we're gonna run some lab tests on you uh, you know, uh, even though they just ran these lab tests in May and, uh, she actually, it's it still, it hasn't happened yet, but she set me up for a heart stress test. Uh, she said, look, be, you know, best case scenario. And this is the one I think she listened to my heart. Sounded great. Look, uh, did an EKG to prove it to me. It was, she's called it in her words, textbook normal. Uh, I told her it felt like I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my brain. She did an oxygen test and it came back normal. Uh, she offered to do the stress test. She goes, look, worst case scenario, I mean, best case scenario is, is it comes back normal, you know? She goes, but look, who knows? Maybe you do have a clogged artery and we'll catch it. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, you know? And um, even though there's no evidence that I do. And um, that, I don't know. I, she uh, she did prescribe me uh, some antidepressant, an antidepressant called uh, Zoloft. And... For some reason, I left the doctor's appointment Tuesday, and my depression just took off. Like, I couldn't function anymore. I was just... In fact, I was just saying today, it's like, today today is the first day that I feel close to normal. The Joe you're listening to six days ago was uh, crumpled up in a corner, crying... I think what it is, I heard the latest, because I was like, I, the whole time I was thinking what a failure I am. And I think I listened to the latest episode of Catching Up. And I realized, no, but I was, I, I, I had those thoughts. I was like, I'm a failure. This is what's the point of living. And that was never suicidal. But um, as, as, like, the best way I put it was, as I told, you know, uh, Taylor, I talked to Taylor with a Latte Boy and I talked to you, you Mike, I believe. I talked to other people. I, I said it, it really felt like more like I just wanted to disappear. It wasn't that I wanted to end it, but more I just wished I could disappear. And uh, and and just to shorten the story a little bit, because the week pretty much blurs together, I lost an entire my appetite. I uh, I I didn't eat. So the the lunch I had Monday was the last meal I had until well I started taking the Zoloft on Wednesday. 
And on Thursday, I took it that morning. So the thing, the way that is, these medicines affect people in different ways. So the way it effect has affected me is since the first day, I've gotten, and I, and, and I didn't know, I thought, it, so Mike, I know you're listening. Uh, I thought it was psychosomatic. So the first day, I took the Zoloft, Wednesday, and I had like two or three hours where I felt good. But like, you know what, that's not how these SSRIs work, you know? Uh, that's what those drugs are called. They take like two weeks to work. So this is just psychosomatic that I feel good. You know, maybe I'm just happy that I, I took this pill and that there's a, a way out. And uh, then I saw my therapist the next day. Oh, by the way, update. On, we- <laughs> on Wednesday, I called to set up an appointment with my therapist and to set up an anxiety class that he wanted me to go to. And they're like, oh, your therapist quit. The old Cholo quit. But the good- that-, that was good, actually. Because I emailed my old therapist, he set me up for an appointment the next day, and it was great. I didn't, he already knows my whole life story. I didn't have to like start all over again. He knew who everybody was. He knew who Sir Fetch was, strangely, and I haven't seen him in three years. <laughs> and um, he follows the show. So anyway, uh, I I see my therapist, and I take him the Zolpi. I had the, the, my appointment with the therapist in the morning. And so when I left, it was the most amazing thing ever. I left the therapist. I felt hungry again. Like, for the first time, I felt hungry. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to take advantage of this for the few hours that the Zoloft is working. And ate a sandwich. And that was the only thing I ate that day. Because then the Zoloft wore off in the afternoon. And Oh, anyway, the therapist told me. I told him about the psychosomatic thing. He said, actually, he said, my experience with Zoloft and Paxil has been that they'll actually, for some people... They will work right away, but they have like these these ever increasing moments that they last, and that's been true. So, like Thursday was a little longer, and then today it's been actually the whole day. I've been fine the whole day, but today was the first day because Friday. And I'm not going to get into the details. I had a little bit of a setback. Uh, I got a little bit of a health scare because here's the deal: Joe Batance, hypochondriac, Google's shit. If you're a hypochondriac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might as well explain it is uh i you know i take i have i i'm not gonna get in, i'm not gonna get into it i'm not gonna get, i'm not gonna get into this i saw something in the toilet bowl that i was not happy with and i googled it and that sent me into a crazy panic attack that like a, a panic attack that i haven't felt in years like where i felt like i was gonna faint right okay yeah and um and and this happened at six thirty in the morning. So there was who was I going to call? You know. So I just had to self soothe. Uh, I just meditate. Thank God I have that meditation app. I was like on the meditation app. Anyway, uh, so that's I had a setback on Friday. But what what that what that made me decide is, I go. I'm just going to disconnect from the internet starting today. You know. So I wrote an email to my the people who are close to me who I talk to on a regular basis. I wrote them an email. And um, I immediately, as soon as I sent the email, I turned all internet off. I turned my phone off. I turned any kind of communication with me. And to and not until this evening. Um, I, well, I had a little bit briefly this morning. But for the most part, Friday nights, all day Saturday, and most of today, I've been untethered from the internet. And How does it, that feel? It was actually, it, I think you've done this before, right? It, it Actually, it felt really, really good. 
Uh, I read a lot. Uh, I became somehow a, a Zen master at the Rubik's Cube and uh, crossword puzzles. I don't know. It was really weird. But because it, it, it is weird trying to find a way to occupy. It's, it's weird that first day. I, feel, I, say, I will say Friday. I know you've done this so you can relate here. I will say Friday. I found myself instinctively trying to go online. That's why I had to actually like, yeah. disconnect. I did. I used to do this thing where, like, Wednesday night after I left work, I would shut everything down. So, like, my phone, the internet, uh, my TV, like, any screens mm-hmm. I would turn off. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't turn them on until I got to work on Thursday morning. So, it would just be, like, it wasn't a full day. It just mm-hmm. was kind of, like, scheduled time. And how but did you feel during that? I don't do it that? anymore. Why don't you do it mm-hmm. anymore? I don't know. Part of it, I think, is my jobs have changed. Um, so, like, it's less necessary because I kind of – the only thing I do now is maybe turn on the TV. I'm not so obsessed with kind of work or anything off the clock, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, I know. It, it, it was very liberating. I was actually thinking I want to do it maybe not once a week, but maybe once a month. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know what? That's why I like going camping, too. Like. Yeah. The place I go kind of could get reception, but I just turn it off and mm-hmm. plan on turning it off, and it feels good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so but today was you know today was the first day I was actually I I I, I shouldn't lie, I'm not lying, but yeah, like don't lie. Why yeah. Don't you lie? Well, no, but because f- Thursday I was hungry. Friday I think there was one meal where I was hungry, kind of. I, I would get the, Friday and Saturday I'd get these passing moments of hunger. And if I didn't eat then, then it be, like food became gross again, you know. Like, but today was the first day that I woke up hungry. I wanted breakfast. I ate breakfast. Uh, I've still been eating healthy, by the way. When I, when I, by the way, I had the meanest nurse on Friday. I was telling my gloss about her. I was because t- when I had the panic attack on Friday, I made an appointment to see a, a, a doctor. It wasn't a nurse; it was a PA. Because I was like, "Oh my god, my poop is weird." And so I saw a doctor that day, and it, but it was my normal doctor because my normal doctor wasn't in. It was this PA, and she was like, I was like, I haven't eaten since Monday. And she was like, honestly, you could stand to lose a few pounds. <laughs> Who says that? I know. But, I mean, everyone has their own style, and sometimes you need to hear it in a yeah. certain way. Yeah. Because she also said to you, like, which I think is solid advice, she said, are you throwing up? And you mm-hmm. said no. And she said, well, then find something you can do. Like, put something down. Yeah, she said. She, she she said. Solid. Yeah, she was saying you have to force yourself to eat. You have to. You have to do it, and it has to be healthy. And so I have been eating. I'm actually. I'm actually right now. We'll we'll see how long this lasts. I've been afraid to eat anything bad. Uh, I and so I've been eating really healthy. I've been taking care of myself physically. And today is the first day that I've laughed. Today is the first day I've felt close to normal. Um, the the weird. So here's the deal, guys. So let, let's actually get into this. Is I'm gonna take. August off from and I asked Mike if we could do this and my boss gave me permission and he said yes. <laughs> but uh we're going to take August off from catching up, which is a weird a weird irony here because during my weekend and during the depression, I think one of the reasons I was depressed was I do feel that I've lost a creative outlet. Does that make sense? Mm. So like yeah. I eat as much as as much as RuPaul's Drag Race recap frustrated me, right? It was a creative outlet. As much as you know, all the shows that came with that 
frustrated me. It was a creative outlet. And in July, I haven't really been creative, you know, in, and so you're, so the, but the, but I think the still, I still, I still think the reason that I think it's important that we take the month off from catching up is I don't want an obligation. Does that make sense? Like I want, yeah. so I'll, I'll probably still work on podcasts. There's some podcasting things we need to get ready for, for September. And so like, for instance, I'll probably still do, we have, we have, I still have two more episodes of um, Girls on Film to record before we release them in September. But I can do that whenever. And I can do it when I feel like it. And I can tell Sweet Michael, okay, I'm ready to do Girls on Film. You know? Um, when you have a show like Catching Up, which, you know, I think they give me a break. We've done this every week for five years. Over five years. Every single week, yeah. Every single week. So if I want to take a month off for a mental vacation, it, it's just more the obligation uh, of being here for this month. I think I need to take this month off. Also, when we come back for a couple of reasons, uh, one, um, Mike's schedule might be changing. Um, but also my therapist wants me to go to this group therapy class that meets on Mondays from six to eight. So when we come back the, the time, the live show will change. It might change days. It might change times. We don't know yet. Right, Mike? Yep. That is all true. Yeah, that's if you listen to the live show. So if you're listening to this later, uh, I'm good. I'm fine today. And that's the thing. I, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I know today was a good day. You know, I know today I felt normal. I know today I felt calm. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. You know, uh, tomorrow's Monday. And that's always, you know, the start of the week. Everyone's back. You know, it's easy to take the weekend off, you know. And I have to call doctors tomorrow and do all that. And Matt, that might stress me out some more. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and so that's why that's another reason why I need to take the month off. I need to I need to settle all this out and uh, uh, make sure make sure everything's okay. Do you have any questions, Mike? It, 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 does anything you want to say? No, no, no questions. I think um, I think that nobody cares if we need to take two months off or three you know what i mean like nobody's caring nobody we have very mellow people that are listening and if they're not mellow then about this then they that's the wrong show for them because it's what we're gonna do um and i support anything you need to do too and i've got your back so um hopefully we can still you know chat if you need to call me or whatever you know that we have to record it though yeah, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, Every time you call, the theme music just starts. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And you're just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's the theme song to our show. Boys and girls. Can you mute oh. yourself? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Joe, can you mute yourself, please? We need to do this all over again. Uh, I just want to talk about a movie I saw. Here, hold on. Um, I'm suddenly not annoyed by sound effects. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, who could that be? <laughs> Listen, asshole, people have fucking bigger problems than you. Joey Boohecker, you're here? Yeah, fucking asshole. I'm getting fucking ready for this goddamn Pride 48 in New Orleans. You guys aren't even going. Uh, Taylor had fucking cancer. You didn't have here fucking bitching and taking a month off. Oh, Joey. I know. All right, Joey, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, by the way, Mike, special plug, Mike Lawson was a very special guest star on uh, the, the podcast, But First. It's a Big Brother podcast hosted by Adam Burns and Big oh, Fatty. Yeah. Uh, available, I'm assuming, on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, they're doing really good on iTunes. Um, it's called But First. It's a Big Brother recap show, uh, and it's a good time. I've been doing the podcasting rounds. I hope you're not jealous. I did uh, a, an episode of a epi- uh, episode of a podcast called Just Talking with Chris Snyder, also available on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, politics a little bit. We talk about um, kind of the kissy act- activism around insulin pricing, and we talk about uh, the book that I wrote. And then Joey, I also did a podcast episode for this show called by the numbers with Stephen Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a, a diabetes show mm-hmm. and you can find that in iTunes and it's, he does a really short show where he kind of asks like fast questions. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the book that I wrote um, and a little bit about some of the activism stuff I'm doing as well. Wow. Um, everyone should check that out. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and your book seems to be doing very well. A lot of children seem to be reading it on Facebook. Yeah, it's getting a good amount of attention, and I'm loving it. And in a weird way, it marketing this is a lot like like dating. Like it's a bunch of first dates. Like I just get to sharpen the stories, right? Because everyone's asking, like, why did you write this book? Everyone's asking, you know, what books did you read as a kid? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of am getting good at kind of telling those stories and then – that disgusting like interview thing where you don't answer questions. You just, you know, give answers you want to give. I'm getting good at that. And it's fun. You have a lot of practice on this show. I go, what's going on Lawson? And you're like, not much. What's going on with you? Like, how did you just flip this on me? And my life is boring right now until the after show. By the way, before we end the show, I should say, and I feel remiss about saying, I feel remiss about saying this. I think it would be remiss if I didn't say this. Um, is guys, I, one of the reasons I'm, I'm talking about this is I think it's very important that if you have these same feelings, that you reach out to somebody. You know, I'm lucky in that I have a wonderful network of friends that I reached out to, and that, and that's actually one of the things I'm proudest of of myself is for reaching out and and Taylor. Our friend Taylor the Latte Boy, who I would love for him to do a special episode with me about this uh, for the Patreon people uh, about depression. And, and, and I wouldn't mind talking about our conversation with him. Um, is I remember at one point I was actually crying when I was talking to Taylor. Crying. Meanwhile, he's in a, I'm not even joking. He's like in fucking wherever he was in the United States there for, uh, you know, Taffy Carlisle Huffington's daughter's wedding. And I pulled him aside. <laughs> To cry, yeah. and uh, he's a good guy though. This Taylor, and yeah. I, I tell him, I go, you know, I feel that I'm a weak person, and I was crying. I was sobbing. I, said, I, I think I'm weak. I don't think I'm strong. I think I'm very, very weak. And I was sobbing when I told him this, and and then we hung up, and he sent me the nicest text message. And I think, and I think it's important advice for anyone who's listening. He said, um. You're not weak, you're strong. Strong people know when to ask for help. And you're strong. And so, and that really actually was very important to me and really got me through to the next 
not that it was going to do anything, but it, it helped get me through. And so yeah, if you're listening, yeah. I, I want you to know, like, even someone like Jolly Joe, there's a couple of things I want you to know. Like, Jolly Joe, get, like, I suffer from depression. Depression is a disease. Just like, I think it's a chronic disease just like diabetes is, you know, just like uh, it, HIV is becoming, you know. It's just a chronic illness that you have to treat and keep it under control. And sometimes you lose the battle. Uh, and uh, I lost the battle this week, but I think this is also showing you, and I told you, today's just a good day. I don't know what this week's going to bring, but at least having this, I can hold on to this good day as an anchor to know that there are good days. And if you're out there and if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling blue, reach out, make sure and reach out, make sure and get on medication, make sure and go on therapy, make sure to eat right, make sure to exercise, make sure to lean on people to get through this. That's what's really important. That's why I think it's important to release this episode. And I, and I guess you'll know in a little while, uh, how things turn out for me, but uh, I need you. I do need your guys' support. I do love you guys. And this is really important to me and, uh, keep your thoughts. You know, this is one time, this is one time when thoughts and prayers really do work. So thank you guys very much. I love, I'm thanking them in advance. Thank you guys for all the support you've given me, even though no one's heard this yet. Um, but thank you, but no, but I could say thank you for listening. And I, and, and if you're suffering yeah. from depression, uh, reach out to somebody, even if it's, um, don't reach out to me. I'm, I'm going through stuff, but reach out to Mike Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. And you know that the, I think the reason that you're like pre thinking is because you're very aware of how amazing the people that listen to this are and mm-hmm. the way that they kind of reach out when we need them to, and they've been great and it's obvious that that will happen again. So, Cool. I'll say something nice. Goodbye, Mike. Wait, no, 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 wait, Joe. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. I need to tell you this story because okay, I just said real quick. Yeah. So I was walking on the street by my job the other day. I, I work kind of like in a really shitty area of San Francisco, like downtown, slummy, people, you know, cracked out on the street, needles in their arms, mm-hmm. feces, piss. It's mm-hmm. just like a Sounds like a bathhouse. Kind of worse. Worse. Because it's like nobody you want to see naked like a bathhouse uh, like the bathhouse yeah. i guess yeah <laughs> but anyway i'm walking after my lunch um i see this pigeon pecking up like some vomit and i was like oh should i wonder if i would prefer to see it pecking up feces or not like that's the internal oh, God, yeah. thing like dialogue in my head and I, I just happen to be looking down and i see a little kind of tupperware about the size of like an iPhone, but maybe like deep, deeper, like more of a brick. Okay. And it's clearly from a dispensary. Like it looks sure. like a dispensary thing filled with weed. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, yes. nobody's around it. So I pick it up and I just kind of like put it in my coat pocket because I don't want someone to say like, hey, that's my weed. Yeah. So I just put it in my pocket and walking. Uh, I eventually get to a spot where, well, no, no, no. I just put it in my lunchbox and cause I was at work. I don't want, and it was like telltale heart. Like every time somebody came around my desk, I could just like smell weed. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, but mm-hmm. so I have this weed now. Do you smoke it? No, I found it, but it's like, why not? It's not like, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't eat it. Like if it was food, I wouldn't eat it. No, I I can't believe this is a real comfort week. 
<laughs> I'm not joking. I, I know. I, oh, no. I know you're not joking. <laughs> I know you're not joking. But here's the deal. is Right before, I was about to end the show, and everyone thought, oh, Joe's the crazy one. And the nicest thing, the nicest thing that you've done for me right now is reclaim the title of the is crazy it really one. That crazy? I feel like it. It was in like this dispensary thing too. I'm not saying that I think it was from a dispensary, but I feel like it's from uh-huh. a person. Like I feel like it was getting ready to be repackaged and sold in, you know, small smaller quantities uh-huh. on the street. Uh-huh. I agree. But why why is that bad? <laughs> this is what the, the conversation with you like now like <laughs> I should put this under you telling the story. <laughs> Joey. Somebody told me somebody told me this week he believed that the cadence of my voice makes it obvious that I smoke weed. So you're saying don't smoke it, throw it away. I wouldn't smoke it, no. I wouldn't smoke it. I don't know what it is. I don't I I I I'm I I accept your opinion, but I'm getting more opinions. <laughs> Go to hell, Joe. <laughs> I played the wrong one. <laughs> I played to play this one. Playing the actual instrumental. Like, where's where's Vera? Here we go. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash CU Podcast and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.